I guess, I mean, it's a rich family with maybe a bachelor's degree right out of college. <laughs> you graduate no, college when you're like 22. Oh, well, you could tell I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Roaches. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Filling the room, and we all might die. Welcome to another episode of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. I'm your host, Toddy, and just like all the other Octobers that we've done this show, we have some spooky episodes on the horizon. Before we get to that, two big announcements, two very big and equal amount announcements, both of them. Number one, Thrifty is going to die this year. Uh, year 2020, Thrifty will be retired. I'm retiring the show. It's gone on for a long time. I've had a lot of fun and um, very appreciative of all the friends I've made through it and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there'll be some type of not this going on. There, there'll be like some type of Thrifty is dead episode where I'll do, do that piece or whatever. But right off the bat, yeah, so Thrifty is ending, and it sucks, but there are still episodes to go. The second major announcement today is that the Houston Hogs have 26 wins, and the Tulsa Force also have 26 wins. And if you've been following the podcast, you know that is fourth under God, Shane Becker and I's NHL 2007 on PS2 franchise. So, um, just like any other time, I brought him on the show not only to talk about some spooky stuff today, but how does it feel that your team is now tied up 26 wins with my team, who also has 26 wins? I didn't want to talk about this today. Well, it's out in the open now um, because we have done Act Twos with hockey games. I feel horrible. And at the time, and let's let's give give you your due. You have been up in the series for quite some time. Would you say quite some time yeah, is a fair amount of time? Yeah. Well, uh, you're not anymore. Let's just face facts. There, <laughs> I think I should probably. I might. You gotta think. Make a goalie change. Is that where you wanna? Is that where you wanna start? I think you gotta. So your goalie, tell the listeners who your goalie is. Uh, we made two characters each now. You have uh, Jim Moose. Jeff that, Moose. Whatever. 
and you have a uh, Jeff Moose. You, you, you made telky penmanship. Telky penmanship. Jeff yeah. Moose, primarily a non-factor. That's a myth, but that is uh, what primarily the Tulsa a non-factor. Force. When was the last time Jeff Moose had a point? He had a he had a couple the last game. Had a couple yeah, good yeah, steals. Yeah. Now I know my goalie is clamps are off stuff. I made him. I and and I've seen it. I've 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 seen it on Twitter. I've seen it out and about that in the Tulsa Tulsa Force two, NHL two thousand seven locker room. I have seen posters of famous and valid defender for the Houston Hogs, Jeff Moose. He is a non-factor. And there's a big po- picture of Jess, Jeff Moose, and under it, it just says non-factor. Yeah, because he's a giant baby. So just just putting Jeff Moose on a poster and writing non-factor to motivate the Tulsa Force. So that's what's going on as far as that. So that, that's the second big announcement of the day. Um but like our Halloween episodes, this year we're, we're, we're having some fun with some haunted thrift tales as, as well. So this week's episode, this act, Act 1, I will be going over a thrift find that is spooky and then a spooky tale adjacent to the item. Not about the item, but an item adjacent. And then Act 2 is going to be a stupid song I put there that I made. Uh, please like it. And um, Act 3 today will be Shane's act, and he will be discussing his item and then a horror story adjacent to the item. Horror story. And it's, um, I will say as a spoiler, there are many things on the show that have been on it that uh, you you could get killed by eating. This one, if you get hit with this, you will be dead. Because it could be, it, it could be, and might have been a weapon. Probably was. You gotta think. Gotta think it's a weapon. It's a little part. rusty. Mm-hmm. It's a little. It's a little something. So let's get right into it. Let's go over our first thrift find of the day. Now, Shane, what I have in front of me. Uh oh. As you see. Uh oh. And I'm going by the eBay listing because the eBay listing. Uh, gave it a lot of descriptors that I wouldn't think of. Uh-oh. But what we're looking at is a vintage Halloween ceramic spooky tree ghost owl pumpkin luminary. Uh-oh. Ghost on a stump. So it's got a, a big fat tree. It's got a marshmallowy ghost kind of dancing. Uh, there's an owl in the tree. And then there's a pumpkin. And the eyes of the ghost, pumpkin, and tree, you put a luminary underneath it. And lights pop out their eyes. Now, fun fact about this. Fun fact is there's water on this item that I brought in, and it's dripping on my leg. Oh, so the rest from your item, as long as it doesn't get on the the couch or your computer. I'm holding it. Or your computer. Yeah. Think about However, we have a stumpy ghost. Yeah. I'm and, sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. And so this was made in Taiwan. Um, so this uh, luminary is 9.5 inches tall it's also 9.5 inches across and also if you follow at thrifty podcast on instagram it'll be posted with the cover art now this particular tree ghost um i know it's been on my mantle for quite some time does he have a name or they i haven't named any of them on that because there's there's like the whole thing is nancy yeah all four characters on that are nancy nancy well, that's very no, fair. No, one the ghost's name is Nancy. 
the owl's name is Samson. Ooh. And the pumpkin's name is... I don't know. What do you think? Um, Paul. Paul the pumpkin. Paul the pumpkin. And Terry the, the tree. Terry the tree. Pretty good. You like alliteration. Well, it's just easy to I remember. I just like saying Nancy and Samson. Uh, have you seen this particular item anywhere before aside from my mantle? Uh, no. Well, um, this actually, one of, one of the first thrifty promo pieces uh, that I put out for thrifty had this in the background. Ooh, thanks, had Nancy. The, ha- had Nancy in the background. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's been a part of that as well. And when I got this, I got this at a Goodwill outlet, of course. There was actually two of them. And why I wa- didn't you take both? Well, I'm about to tell you why. Oh, that's fair. So I wanted to take both because both would be cool to have maybe one on each side of the mantle. Uh, fortunately for somebody else and not for me, they had grabbed the ghost. And I was like, well, that sucks because I really collect that stuff. I really like that stuff. So somebody else got it. And then they turned around and dropped it on the ground. Swag. And busted it. Sick. And I was like, well... There you go, fucking dick. Yeah, I'm so glad that you immediately had to grip that up to bobble it and drop it on the ground and bust it. <sighs> That's crazy. Ever since you took, ever since we started talking spooky, Grandma's getting more and more crooked every day. There's yeah, so there's something something going on here in the apartment uh, for certain, um, and it, it's been here since I've been here, but you, you rarely see it. But um, so there's just kind of like a smoke. In the room, a haze in the room. There is no smell. Um, we did make food, but that that did not cause smoke. And my grant, my picture of my pastel picture of my grandmother hanging above the mantle, it keeps going sideways for no reason. Mm, it's Nancy's fault, probably. It's probably Nancy. Um, so it's uh, it's very inviting for the spooky episode. Samson the Slender Scrooge. So the vintage Halloween ceramic here uh, that we're taking a look at is also going to be uh, a part of uh, an adjacent horror story in relation. So let's get to that in my haunted thrift tale. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Thrift, thrift, thrift tales. Haunted. If you didn't listen to last year's Halloween episode, obviously Haunted Thrift Tales, that's pretty, you kind of get what that is. Um, It's haunted uh, doll story sometimes, maybe haunts in the thrift store. We've had some haunted couches we talked about. Um, So with this tree ghost, the only thing I could find... That's a good horror story, a good good spooky story. We did not pick good items or or just find stories about. Well, I had come across uh, such a story that I'm I'm going to tell you the synopsis of because it's insane. So I was trying to find a tree-adjacent horror story and came across uh, the ghost, the ghost of the banana tree. Ooh. Um, and it's a Cambodian ghost story about a vengeful ghost haunting a banana tree. Just uh, one? Of all things. Why don't they just find... You gotta think they have more than one banana tree. Yeah. Um, so, what what we're gonna try to do with this is... So, this was... Yes, this was a, a, a story 
a, a Cambodian ghost story. So um, when I found it on Google, it was already translated into English. Ooh, which was that's always good. Very, it was very poor English. Oh, so it's like Google Translate English. It's it's Google Translate English, and then also since I didn't buy it. Um, I, I was only I was able to see most of it, but a part of it, uh, some parts of it were uh, watermarked out. So you had like an abridged version, like when we read the gingerbread porn. Yeah. So it's kind of like that, but it, it, it had a watermark over some of the literature. So some of the words were blocked. So as I, I was writing down in my notebook the story I'm about to tell you, I had to kind of just put in words where words weren't so you should have just read it as is. So this is poorly translated and also I insert sentences in to hopefully connect the dots because the watermark was over some of the words and I can't read it. Um, so the tagline to the ghost of uh, the banana tree is ha handsome man hides in banana tree thinking I can't find you. Handsome man. Is hiding in banana tree, thinking I can't find you. Yes, and it so started he, out with "ha." So, so the person is saying to the ghost, "You think I can't see you, but I can." Quite possibly. So we're gonna get into this, and we're gonna try to piece it together. And um, so the two people involved are Hang and Tola. Um, those admittedly were uh, creations of my own. Um, hang and Tola? Hang. Like H-E-N-G and Tola, T-O-L-A. Interesting. Hang and Tola are in love. They've been married for five years. Hang gets a call from his job saying he has to work abroad. Tola says, don't go. Hang says, he must. When Hang leaves Tola, Tola becomes extremely sick due to mental illness. That's a toddy line. She dies of a broken heart. That's not a toddy line. Hang and his boss at his job are having fun, having a good time. <laughs> the house becomes dirty because no one alive lives there. <laughs> and, uh, Tola returns. Tola returns as a ghost. Oh, and cleans up. Slowly, she be- slowly she begins haunting the neighbors. Ooh. So some of this part, you find out probably 10 minutes of this book, like probably a whole chapter of a book in a sentence, and then it just skips right on. Like So for example, Tola returns as a ghost. Slowly, she begins haunting the neighbors. After six days, Hang attempts to contact Tola, but no answer. The next day, he flies home and finds a messy house. It appears no one is in it, so Heng is confused. All of a sudden, his wife enters, and so Heng is also still confused. He believes it to be his wife until her ghost arms, gross, unnaturally long, touch him. Her, her ghost arms, unnaturally gross, long. unnaturally long arms. Yes. Heng flees the house for help. A proper burial is planned and goes without issue. Gotta love that. Hang believes he is free from his wife's spirit. He's not. Uh Uh-uh. Not a chance. Tola follows him to a Buddhist monk's house. Just right off, just get into that. Oh, page flip ASMR. 
Yeah. The Buddhist monk and Heng return to, to say prayers to, so that Tola's spirit is put to rest. As the prayers fail to work, Tola's ghost climbs one of the nearby banana trees. Swag. So this, um, the the next part I'm about to say is, is right there in the notes. I saw 100% of this. In parentheses, after that, it says, it is traditionally considered inauspicious to grow banana trees close to a house, especially near a window. So that's just like people in Florida having a lime tree or a mango tree outside. Um, it's inauspicious. Can I have a definition? Monk and Hang begin to chase her out of the tree. She uses nearby window to re-enter the house. They chase her out of the house and back into the tree. Prayers are said. Monk is killed. Hang is lured into the tree and Monk killed. is killed by what? You gotta think, uh, Tola ghost. They're both just killed by the ghost? And uh, they chase her out of the house and back into the tree. Prayers are said. Monk is killed. Hang is lured into the tree and killed. The film ends with uh, the couple's spirit flying to begin their next life together. Oh, it's a movie. It's it's a book movie. We should watch that. The Ghost in the Banana Tree? Yeah. It uh, seems really lame. It seems kind of lame, but something, uh, again, you have to assume, like, different parts of this piece are all summed up in one sentence. So what I may have said may not only have been lost in translation, but also just like summed up quickly. Like exactly. Prayers are said. Monk is killed. That's like 40 pages worth of content right there. You cut it like a pizza. Um, so unfortunately for, um, hang, he's dead. Hang's dead. Uh, Hang is is been dead. Hang will stay dead. Where'd um, that name come from? Uh, oh, the I believe I took the name Hang from the author's first name, or something. And Tola is is a publisher or, or something's last name. Okay. So I pulled it from the uh, the Wikipedia. Question: I have a few questions for you. Oh. About this tale. Okay. So, uh, as we found out, it started out two people pretty much in love. One goes on a business trip. The other one dies of a broken heart. That guy returns, gets haunted by his dead ex-partner, um, hides in the banana tree, pray- prayers happen, and then uh, kills them both. If uh, you were to return to a ghost partner's arms grabbing you what would be the your first step into would you attempt to bury your partner would you attempt to resurrect your partner would you attempt maybe to pray i would attempt to leave and not come back so when your partner would go into the banana tree that wouldn't happen because i'd be gone what if it if if it i mean it's inauspicious (laughs) i don't know what that means i mean it's inauspicious i don't know what that means but you're still not telling me, especially near a window. So um, that's going to wrap everything up. What for would you hold, hold, hold? What would you do? What would I do if you got hugged by a ghost with long ass arms? Well, I'll tell you what. If I returned to this apartment and there was someone in it other than me, that would be my first clue that uh, they were a ghost. 
Yes, true. So I don't know that I would have to wait for a ghostly tendril to reach out to me to, to prove it's a ghost. So I'm already thinking it's a ghost. So I'm probably um, Googling what type of sage um, to help remove this said presence, kind of get a vibe of the presence, you know, see what's going on. Just feel it out. In sages, we know it hides a lot of stink. Ghost stink. Kind of just smells like cigs. Yeah, it kind of smells like cigs. Um, but, uh, so that would uh, that would wrap up uh, the ghost in the banana tree and also my uh, ghost ceramic. So um, I'm going to put a little luminary underneath it so some lights pop out the eyes. Ooh, maybe do the cover art. Yeah. And a maybe little bit make, of lit up some stuff. And maybe make that the cover art. That could be cool. Um, so that's going to be it for Act 1 this week. Act 2 coming up is going to be a spooky Halloween wrap created by me and obviously no one else because I would do such a thing. Uh, and then we're going to come back and we actually have the best piece of the show, better than my piece. We got uh, something from World War II, the big one. The big one. Really got to stop talking about war stuff on the show. <laughs> Stay tuned. Spooky ass Peter, his hair was green and his teeth were greener. No one really knows how he got that away. When kids trick or treat, he comes out to play. And some say that he's lived in the forest, tall as a cornstalk, completely remorseless. Shoes filled with mud, and he stinks like a creep. Two yellow eyes, and your soul to keep. It's Peter, it's Peter. His heart's as dark as the moon is bright. It's Peter, it's Peter. What did you expect on Halloween night? What did you expect on Halloween night? He had heard stories of that strange effect of terror which could wipe a human countenance clean of other emotions, obliterating all previous expressions. But he had never realized that it could be literally true, or could mean anything so simply horrible as what he now saw. I met Peter in the middle of the street, he had long fingernails and he told me not to weep. He said, I get hungry only once a year, any other day I tell you not to fear, but I'm here. And you look delicious, I'm the man from the folklore if you were suspicious Leave candy out as a trap for kids Then I jump out, squeeze, and I break their ribs It's Peter, spooky as Peter Hearts as dark as the moon is bright It's Peter, it's Peter What did you expect on Halloween night? What did you expect on Halloween night?
question for you, Shane, now that we're back in Act 3. Um, so your item today, you've been swinging around all day. I feel like you at the bins. And everybody knows I pick up a baseball bat and start swinging it at the Goodwill outlet bins, just kind of moseying along and swinging it. You don't, you don't like that at Yeah, all. it's A, threatening. Threatening. And B, a weapon. Uh-huh. And you're out of place with can't, people. Can't do it? I mean, you got to think it's probably not in the best taste to swing around a bat. Sure, but do you think, uh, I mean. What is, why do you do it? Um, bored, need something to do with my hands. So you pick up a baseball bat? Yeah. You swing it around. I, in fact, I have not gotten that from the bins. That's not the first time I would do that. Um, growing up in my grandma and grandpa's big yard, because they just lived on a hill, so that whole hill wasn't technically theirs, but it was their yard because it would. They just there was yeah. I would climb. That's down. how property works. Yeah, I would just climb down a hill and stuff. Um, I would swing a baseball bat all around the yard, just walking around swinging it like every part of the yard. Sometimes for hours. Just for fun? Um, it was just because I was just in my head thinking about stuff. So I just needed something for my hands to do. And that's all I... I don't agree with it. Things... That is not... That is not inauspicious. Well, I... That is auspicious. Oh. Things that I've also seen at the bins that are auspicious. Uh, two people throwing a football across the length of the bins. I've done that. Someone got... Uh, Randy. Randall. Manager of Good Bins. Yep. Uh, how do you yell at someone for throwing a football across the, uh, entire store? I've been there. I've uh, done that. Another auspicious thing, uh, someone picked up a hockey stick once, was just shooting some socks around. Ooh, okay. I mean, okay. I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. How about, I'll give you some inauspicious activity. Inauspicious activity. Um, it, we've mentioned before that we've seen people take stuff out of bins and cut them up. Yeah. I think that's as some inauspicious. That's auspicious. No, it's auspicious. Um, how about this? So, I think, and this is, and I will replace, I will replace the ketchup, but I think it might be cool with your item today. If after the recording of the podcast, we took that ketchup bottle out back and you just fucking gave it a whack and see so, what happens. So you stole my idea. No, I'm I'm going with your idea. I'm saying if you go through with the idea, I will pay for that ketchup bottle to be replaced yeah, maybe All right, i need to well, put this back in my house yeah this well, is like a decoration well sure but so you don't want to get ketchup on the deck uh yeah, i don't want to get ketchup on denise well let's let's talk about denise denise is my shovel yeah i have a, a 1944 entrenchment shovel in that i found shovel. at um Big Purple Antique Mall on E Pittsburgh 65. 65. Are you know what I'm talking about? Big Purple Antique Mall? Oh. I, so you are traveling towards... On the left-hand side? Left-hand side, Big Purple Building. John Benet? John Benet? Yeah, Wait, it's called John Benet. No. It's yeah. Pittsburgh Antique Mall. Okay. Well, I, I thought you were talking about the John Benet. Isn't that the person that killed the other Benet? No, John John Benet Ramsey was the the, oh, the person the, the person dead was child. Killed. Yeah, dead ass child. But yeah, there is up if you go up uh Route twenty two in western PA up That's, yeah. We're all talking opposite directions yeah, right now. It's there on the left hand side on your way to Indiana PA is John Benet Flea Market. Ah, well this was Pittsburgh Antique Mall. Sick. Uh I asked the guy, Hey, are prices firm? 
He said, not on everything. Good call. I obviously didn't bring a shovel up to the front desk. I asked him about it. Mm -hmm. Said, uh, how much is that shovel? He said, $30. I said, uh, would you do 10? He said, $30. I said, how about 20? So I ended up paying $30 for the shovel. Yeah, straight up. (laughs) Um, Yep. So, I mean, full intention of just putting it somewhere and then giving it a name and... Here we are, and we're halfway home. Me and Denise, uh, and you Denise are and a uh, a new a uh, I'm, an, I'm a person. fellow apartment renter. I'm a person with an, a place. Yeah, people and a thing. Yeah, um, it's taken a while because pandemic stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, right after I moved out of my old place. Yeah, uh, took a month to quit my job, mm-hmm. and then uh, pandemic stuff. Yeah, so it's been a eight month period of just garbage thing yep uh but now we have a shovel and an apartment and uh, a possible busted open ketchup bottle uh, we'll we it. might get to that a okay. uh, new apartment is an old tailor shop yeah 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 um lots of pop from my local folks that know that tailor shop well um people pull up all the time i've gotten two knocks on my door and i'm like what's going on they're like you want to iron this shirt and i go they don't do that here anymore Damn. You can come to my house and, I don't know, so there, not that. There's people coming over, like, here's a pair of pants. Yeah, here's my pants that I need to put a pleat on. Well, and well, that could, see, you could actually turn this into profit. You could actually start accepting. I straight up don't want to do that. Yeah. But, hey. Like, just, how about just take people's clothes and not give them back? And take people's clothes and ask for money. And talking, then don't do anything. Talking about taking things that have been people's and not giving them back. Local man in Pittsburgh this week, mm-hmm. uh, f- mailman found to be taking people's mail and just throwing it, throwing away. it away or <laughs> burning it, throwing it away to there, save the children. So there was seven or eight bags of mail. Oh, you know this? Yeah, yeah. That's my friend. That's Ian's neighbor. Ian's my friend, neighbor. My friend Ian's neighbor. What the hell, Ian's neighbor? Uh. <laughs> what the hell Ian's neighbor Ian texted me two days ago and he's like so the person that lives next to me is crazy and this was apparently before the news really picked it up yeah. but the news have just been out there now Yeah, Eagle Eye Ian they call him Eagle Eye Ian Eagle Eye Ian couldn't find the shovel though because I did yeah so let's get into that shovel yeah, baby so I got this oh drop the shovel Um, I bought this shovel because it appears in quite a few games where you can kill people with a shovel uh, I bought it because my friends and I play a game and I said, Hey, I texted our group chat after I bought it. I was like, Hey, I bought a shovel. It's the same shovel from the game that we play to the text that I got back. There's a shovel in the game that we play. So it's the whole process of buying something for pop and no one knows about it. What it, was the game? Uh, Battlefield 5. Oh, yeah. I don't know about Battlefield Just 5. Just shooting stuff. Team Fortress 2 has the exact thing in it. Yeah, well, okay. Shovels. Maybe your friends knew that. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that's the first time I got no pop for the shovel. The second time I got no pop for the shovel was this morning. This morning. When you got in my car and you were like, oh, I thought you meant it was a shovel for the Wii. You had, okay, so this is lost in translation a it bit. It absolutely was not. You had sent me a text that said... Uh, I it said WW. Stay it on the ground. In in your defense, it said WWII shovel, and I thought that you just fucked up and didn't spell we right, just because you know text. Everybody spells everything wrong, and people just get it. So I was like, a we shovel. 
and you were like, do you want me to bring the Wii shovel? And I was like, yeah, if you think you have something with the Wii shovel, bring it along. And then when you like said that could be cool. Yeah, that could be cool. And then I got into because um, we shipped some items out this morning. So we got into the car to go to the post office. I saw the shovel. And uh, I Did was not pop for it. Well, I don't I didn't. I was just, I just thought it was going to be a Wii shovel. Now that I know <laughs> imagine that it's playing not. a Wii game where all you do is dig. There's games less out there for that system. So t- tell us about the World War II shovel. Uh, World War II shovel folds for cool. easy storage. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it'll have like a um, canvas sort of carrying bag thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think that they're not worth $30. Maybe right at $30. I think so. I've been looking on eBay and they go, they're all up for like 60 No one's buying them. Yeah. How How big do you think that shovel is? Like how tall? Let's stand Denise up, shall we? Got a thing, two and a half feet. Yeah, I'd say two and a half to three feet. But the cool part is, is the spade folds up. Unfortunately for us, uh, this is very rusty. So we're not going to be bending Denise today, which is another reason why you kind of don't want to hit a bottle with it. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think busting it. I mean, between you and I, I think taking a shovel and heavy. Swinging it at a ketchup bottle Hold. might it's, be fun. It's pretty heavy. All right. Is it's, it going to cut me? No, no. It's a shovel. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you put on it. It's a shovel. I think if you swung this and smashed a ketchup bottle, there'd be it, ketchup everywhere. Yeah. That's I not fun. I place the ketchup. I don't care about the ketchup. I care about it getting on me. Okay. Well, However, how how about how about I you I we I get you a garbage bag. How about I don't hit anything with a shovel today? Maybe in the near future. All right. Maybe a snowball when snowball season comes around. No, I want to see a ketchup bottle broken. First and foremost, because you know I don't keep the stuff around. I do for eating. There has been two ketchup bottles in my fridge since for years. Um, not I mean. Not, I'm not saying those same ketchup bottles have been in the fridge, but the only reason why ketchup has ever been in my fridge is because somebody has purchased it. Because I don't have condiments or really you're food. you're the only person who doesn't eat. Or, <laughs> or food, money, nothing. But, um, so... Back wi- to shovel stuff. Back to shovel stuff. Back to... Sho- so I looked up shovel in video games mm-hmm. because we, I had bought it because of that. And there's only one other shovel content on the internet. Oh, give it to us. It's uh, from this is a Steam review mm-hmm. for the game Gold Rush, the game, which is a mining simulator. That seems fun. Uh, the head of this, uh, or I guess the subject of this uh, review is Bug with the Shovel. Subtext, Bug with the Shovel. And the text says, Hi guys, I realized a few months ago a bug when I used the shovel to put dirt in a and... To put dirt in a and. Oh, sure. When I play this week, I realize that the bug was not fixed, so I'm going to tell you what it is so you can fix it, please. It happened when I put dirt in a bucket, B-O-C-K-E-T. It's like a pocket, only a bucket. Yeah, a bucket, a hog pan with or without pump, and in the gold pan. So the problem is that the animation of the shovel who taking dirt from the ground is continuing after I make the action of putting dirt into the bucket. The animation of taking dirt of the ground and release it on the ground without doing anything 
And I <laughs> without it, doing anything, huh? And it continue until I click. Yeah. So for example, I tape I tape two on me keyboard to get access to me shovel. I click to make the shovel taking dirt from the ground. I click to put the dirt in the bucket. Everything is fine until that moment. Bug. Without clicking or tapping anything, the animation of the shovel who who taking dirt of the ground. Taking dirt of the ground is such an interesting way of saying you're going to shovel something. Taking dirt from the ground. Or dig something. Yeah. Uh, The animation of the shovel who taking dirt of the ground and put it on the floor appears to continue infinitely. Ooh, infinitely. Until I click with my mouse. Hope you're understanding the bug and fixing it. Thank you. Yeah, I'm hoping somebody understands that. I, I'm assuming that the person's trying to put something into something and the animation just keeps doing it. And that's what the, the result is, and unfortunately. You got, you got dirt bucket. Well, um, let, let's get into the only scary shovel story I've ever found in my life. Yeah, let's get into, so there's a spooky shovel story. Yeah, I found uh, two stories as we talked about. Yeah. I'm only going to be reading one. Thrift, thrift, thrift. Haunted. I'll be reading Bloody Shovel, oh, which is a uh, creepy pasta post. Oh, maybe it's a little shout out to ketchup. I wish. Yeah. Uh, the other one was lesbian lovers shovels in the sand. That could be for which later. was an erotica novel. I don't know if it's about shovels or not. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> well, we'll find out what this first one is about. That's but for sure. uh, our second thrifty spooky story time. Bloody shovel. Why did I touch the shovel? Why did I touch it? (laughs) My family never bothered. Neither did anyone in this town. Why did I? The doctors here called it natural curiosity that led to insanity. The shovel has ruined my life. I live in an asylum. The only connection to the outside world for me is my small laptop computer. And it doesn't... I don't even know why the doctors let that in here. (laughs) I need to tell people my story. My name is Brian. I'm say I'm 19. I was living in an apartment in one of the many suburban towns near Seattle. That's pretty cool that there's a story about Sykes when he was younger and you're reading it. My name is Brian Sykes. <laughs> this is the story about my shovel that made me insane. Mm-hmm. It rains a lot in my town, so I didn't exactly get out much. This isn't about Brian. He's out all the time. Yeah, this can't be about out. Brian. <laughs> Homie's only ever out. I was working as a programmer for a company that made virus scanners. Crazy how you have a job as a programmer at 19. Pretty good. Brian's really living. I guess, I mean, it's a rich family with maybe a bachelor's degree right out of college. <sighs> you graduate college when you're like 22. Oh, uh, well, you could tell I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the spooky story. Rains a lot in my town, so I don't exactly get out much. I was working as a programmer at a company that made virus scanners, and I made a decent amount of money. Sadly, my sister wasn't doing so well. She lived in Seattle at the moment, and she wasn't doing so well. Glad we <laughs> said that twice. <laughs> for the listeners at home, I'm reading this for the first time, and that genuinely is what that this saying she isn't well twice. Damn. Uh, her income was running low. And she apparently had gotten involved into a, in a driving accident. Shit. She called me and told me she needed a place to stay so she could get back to her on her feet. 
I agreed to let her have my guest bedroom, and I drove her over to Seattle. And yes, it was raining. Damn. I had to weave through the small streets before I got to the main highway that led to the city. While I was driving on an old bumpy road that led out of town, something on the side of the road caught my eye. I stopped the car and glanced my head around to look at the object. It was metal and thin, (laughs) but I needed to get closer to get a better look. I opened the car door and stepped out into the freezing rain. I started to wonder why I was getting out of the car to go look at a random object. But my programming career had let me cooped up in the house for a few days, and I was curious. His programming career kept him cooped up to the point where he's like, I'm going to just pull over. Is that a shovel over there? Just fucking go over there and look at it. Yeah. I walked across the dirt road into the field where the metal object was. It's not only not even on the side of the road. It's just straight up in a field. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Now I could see what it was. It was a shovel. I got closer to take a look at it. It was very rusty. It looked like it had been there for a very long time. Shit. Probably Denise. It could be a, a Denise or a Denise relative. <laughs> the shovel was struck upright in the dirt like it was used to bury something or someone. I got in a chill under my skin when I thought of the latter. The town cemetery was close to here, so I don't know why someone would choose to bury someone here instead of there. As I looked even closer at the shovel, I saw something red at the end. It was mixed with rust, but it was faint. But it was definitely there. Is that blood? I thought. On an abandoned shovel just in the field <laughs> in, in Seattle. Se- on the way to Seattle. <laughs> the <laughs> on the way to Seattle. I'm going to lose my place. Is that blood? I thought. I reached out. Why did I do this? And touched it. Why did I do this is in parentheses. It's just a thought I I guess he had afterwards. The red stuff felt very crusty. Oh, he touched the red stuff. He touched the red stuff. He touched the shovel. He straight up felt it up. Mm -hmm. The red stuff felt very crusty, which meant it was probably blood. Gotta think that literally anything could get crusty. Paint. Marinara sauce. Marinara sauce on the shovel. Yeah, ketchup. Ketchup on the shovel. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Immediately after touching it, I felt a chill, but I dismissed it as a product of the cold rain. Ah. I got back in my car and drove towards Seattle. On the way there, I swore, I swore, I, I hold clanging noises. Got to think that is supposed to say heard. I heard clanging noises that were coming from the trunk, but I took no notice. I arrived in Seattle and picked up my sister and nothing strange happened until that night. Although she did say I was behaving a little strangely. Uh oh. After a late night of watching comedy movies. Oh, please. <laughs> they're probably watching like Adam Sandler's Jack and Jill. Yeah. Or something. Big Daddy. A- after a night of comedy movies. After a night of comedy movies. <laughs> My name's Brian. I'm a 19 year old programmer, and I'm definitely lonely. After a long <laughs> night of comedy movies. We both went to sleep. I was a little worried about going to sleep because of the whole shovel thing. But the comedy movies had obviously calmed me down. (laughs) That is such a normie thing to say. Yeah, it sure is. So I collapsed in bed and went to sleep. Then the nightmare started. I saw images of blood, hangings, old western towns. Now I understand blood and hangings. 
But what part of your nightmare involves old western towns? Old western towns. I heard screams in the night. Not sure if they were mine or from the f- or from the dream. The last thing I remember before waking up that morning was a man beating another man with a shovel. <gasps> I can't take this seriously. It's not a fucking shovel. I woke up suddenly. I was sweating and I felt terrified. Somehow I got myself to leave the safety of my bed and go to the bathroom mirror. I looked terrible. My eyes were red and bulging. Well, my hands were trembling. How's his sister doing? I don't know. Probably fine. She watched some comedy movies. Yeah, she watched some comedy movies. Because she was not doing well, quote unquote. No, she had had a driving accident. Yeah. I had to go to work today. But I didn't even know if I could make it out of the house. All I could think of was the last scene. The man beating another man with a shovel. Jesus. I've never been someone that believes in ghosts or aliens, but I have a feeling that somehow it's something to do with the shovel. Every time it says with the shovel, I'll put I'll, make, I'll put on my with the shovel voice. Okay. I, I had to go to work still, though. I showered, got dressed, ate, and said goodbye to my sister. Probably her name's like Lindsay or something. Lindsay. Bye, Lindsay. I still hadn't told her about the shovel. It would frighten her, and I didn't want to give her something else to worry about. I got in my car and drove to work. Along the way, I heard the clanging again in my trunk. I started to think if I had put anything metal in there. I parked my car. <laughs> it's the shovel. <laughs> I parked my car and walked into the front doors of Klein Security Incorporated. What? <laughs> Why is there a corporation <laughs> of Klein Security Incorporated? He's absolutely name-dropping. Yeah. I talked to several of my coworkers as I ascended the steps to my office. Imagine not taking the elevator. Just ascending imagine, the steps. Imagine working somewhere where there's two floors. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I talked to so oh darn he read that part. Um it felt good to talk to a living human after all the hell I've been facing recently. Yeah. Did he not talk to his sister? Not at all. Not the way he <laughs> wanted to. The, t- the sister isn't real, apparently. Yeah. I walked into my office and started working on a new program for a virus scanner. This person's awful at writing stories, yeah. if you haven't told, if yeah. you haven't heard. We have been developing. I couldn't exactly focus on code, though. The shovel has been in the back of my mind ever since I first felt that chill when I touched it. I had to work late that day, my boss said. You need to lock up this place when you're done. Crazy how just some random programmer who's 19 is tasked with literally walking up a whole office building. An entire one, which seems to be a, a big building. <laughs> seems to be Klein more than one floor. Klein, Klein Security Incorporated. Yeah. I begged not to work late that night, but my boss kept saying, we have a deadline for this virus scanner. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good you come and she says we have a deadline for this virus virus scanner um uh i typed like a maniac to get to the script or get the script done before it got too late i was scared now the thing that scared me the most that night was when i saw what i was doing when i finished my work an image file popped up on my computer i don't know how it got there but it wasn't me, and it was there. I moved my mouse up to the file and clicked it. The image showed up on my computer screen. It was a bloody shovel. It was a bloody shovel pick. <laughs> it was a bloody shovel pick. I ran screaming from my office. 
crying like a young child. I rushed down the stairs as images of blood and shovels flashed through my head. I reached the bottom of the stairs, bolted out the front door, and dashed to my car. I turned the keys, and I raced off. No commas in there at all. Well, he knows the <laughs> shovel is in his trunk. I was going way over the speed limit, but nothing mattered but getting the hell out of there. Suddenly, my whole body froze. My hands started moving again, but I wasn't controlling them. I was driving myself back to town. I tried to yell, but no words came out of my mouth. I drove myself right into the dirt road, and the car stopped. The shovel was there. The moonlight reflected off it, and the unseen forest led me right to it. My hands gripped it. The whole story fell into place in my mind. Crazy how we just skip forward to this now. Mm-hmm. A man named Silas Darton was a rich man who came from the east to look for a nice place to stay in the west. Seattle was up and running then, and he liked the climate. He just like went from like some force maybe drive to the shovel, and now there's a man. I thought the shovel was in his trunk. <laughs> I don't know what he yeah. wants. So he's in the field right now with the shovel. Yeah, and now we're apparently talking about someone named Silas Darton. Yeah, we're talking about Silas Darton now. But he needed a place to stay that was away from the hustle and bustle of the city. So he built a house where this town is now. One night he was murdered. No one knows who did it, but the only piece of evidence was a shovel. No one touched it because of the fear that whoever touches it is a murderer. Okay. Gotta think, you know, cops gotta pick that up and take it for evidence yeah. and try to find out who hit the man in the shovel. Yeah. And- well, if you touched it. <laughs> that's like oh you farted yeah you definitely farted you smelled it <laughs> you touched that shovel you dirty son of a bitch well, you murdered silas Durton. come with us oh my goodness um you weren't saying wrap up the story you're no. saying wrap up this trial yes okay i was like gee whiz don't rush the, the no, shovel no time. it's it's getting good <laughs> it's getting very good after the memories ended i suddenly regained control of my body again and i fell in a heap on the dirt Ghostly voices swirled around me as I screamed in horror. The murderer touches the shovel. The murderer touches the shovel. They chanted. After that, I blacked out. I don't remember anything after that except waking up here. Voices and visions torture me. I need to find a way out to plead my innocence. Present day. Wow. So this is present day now. Yes. Okay. Tonight, I must do something. The visions terrify me. And I need this to come to a stop. My doctors came in for the last time today. They gave me a small meal and I turned off the lights in my cell. I was preparing myself for the horror that was about to come. It started with shadows dancing across my cell. I looked to my right toward the glass window. Uh, What else would the window be made out of? Uh, And I see a face moaning at me. From the other side of the window? Yeah. Western figures crossed my room. I was terrified as all hell. It was like this every night, but tonight I needed to end this. I am innocent, I yelled into the emptiness of my cell. Something different happened, though. I got a response. A ghostly whisper surrounded me. Only murderers touch the shovel, and murderers die. You Uh may not die yet, but you will die soon. Called him out on the death. These words have haunted me since. I can't defeat the evidence. I am innocent. Innocent. My name is Brian. (laughs) I'm innocent. I'm only 19. 19 days after, 
This is sick. This is the chapter three of the shovel story. This is a friend of Brian writing. A friend of Brian has now taken over as author of the bloody shovel. I published this article for him as he died 13 days after writing his last entry. It's a very sad time for us all as Brian was a dear friend to me. And a great programmer. There's something I must say that may add on to what he has been posting. During Brian's funeral, he was holding on to something in the casket. I do not know how or why it was there. It was a shovel. Wow. Imagine putting a dude in the casket and there's just a shovel and no one questions it. Yeah, imagine going to your boy's funeral and you're just like, oh, word, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to. You got to think. That's probably the worst scary story we've ever read ever. Yeah. Finding something in a casket that was no one put it there. Literally just like coming across a shovel and then having like the worst that whole, like mental that whole, collapse. That whole like that whole story, if it was just the last four sentences of that, it kind of been scary. Like I went to my friend's funeral. I know he wasn't go- having a good time. And then I went to his funeral and he was just holding a shovel. Does that anyone know it. why? No. <laughs> What's going on here? Now, reading it backwards would have been a lot more fun. Well, we still have some spooky Halloween episodes to come this October, so maybe we could do that. So for our thrifted items today, we had a ceramic, uh, almost uh, 10 inches tall, 10 inches wide, a ghost, a tree, an owl, and a pumpkin all together. It's a luminary. And then we heard a tale about a ghostly banana tree. And then we had the World War II shovel that Shane bought. And then also company with that ghost story of the bloody shovel. So a lot on the horizons, but I got to tell you what, we got to give a shout out to the sponsors today. Oh no! What do you Who think? are the sponsors today? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, for the remaining period of the show, we still have sponsors. Um, so I want to give a shout out to Commonwealth Press, CWPress.com, right now. And I got to say, I'd do it in the next four or five weeks. <laughs> might be a, <laughs> might be a limited time offer now. Finally, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, if you go to cwpress.com, promo code thrifty or thrifty podcast, you get uh, 12 free shirts in an order of 50. So do that now. Please. Also, yeah. Please. Steve Barris. They're the softest shirts <laughs> in the world. We say that. He, they don't. They don't. Uh, SteveBarris.bandcamp.com. Steve, great friend of the show. Their wonderful music has uh, been on thrifty since episode one. Um, it's the theme to our show for many reasons, but check out Bluffs. Uh, bluffs.bandcamp.com I love you because you look like a trash compactor get roached <laughs> <laughs>